Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 44. I'm Todd, this is AJ. Yo! And we're back. Here we are. So, we're excited to be back. What's Real Talk? Most of you know, but just in case you don't, Real Talk's just an opportunity uh, to talk about God, life, the Bible, and all of that and how it intersects in life. We tend to talk about questions that are asked anonymously up in a link above, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Click that link, form fillable box pulls up, tippity-tap, hit tap. submit, and it goes directly into our database completely anonymously. Couldn't find you if we tried. We have. We've tried. Uh, so yeah, that's the gist of it. This sort of just um, was birthed out of our dis our discussions. There's my Southern coming out. <laughs> our discussions, and uh, hopefully you guys you know, will join us virtually as we kind of talk about these questions that's and right. um, all that kind of stuff. So that's the gist of it. The gist 40 has been said. Four episodes deep, bro. You know. We'll be getting close to 50. It's kind of a surreal thing, you know? It's like a... It is, actually. Half century mark. That is half of 100. You're right. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things to let you guys know, too, if you notice, each of our episodes, to make it easier for you guys, um, are also numbered now. So, yes. it'll say episode 44. You That's probably right. noticed that. Yep, on the thumbnail. Uh, we're we're going to go back. Are we going to go back and change yeah, those we eventually? we definitely plan on changing all of so them. So, you should, over time, see... That'll be pretty cool. 1 to 44. Yep. Uh, man, so it's exciting stuff. Absolutely. So we like to start these off before we dive into questions. Thank you, those who took our request last time to ask questions and give us topics. Yes. Um, you guys, you came through, and we got quite a few. I'm really excited to, to dig into those. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Dive on in. He's, he's right. That's what we're going to do. So AJ. <laughs> yes. We like to start this off by saying, how's your week been, man? Week has been very good. Um, I'm very excited and very nervous. Uh, we actually... Uh, we're going to be starting a new group uh, called Lionheart very soon. Uh, mm. Man, and it is very – the reason why I'm nervous is because uh, it's very it, – it's a serious thing. You know, people talk about – you know, like, like we have a men's group. Men's group mm. is cool. Anybody's invited, and we get to, you know, just kind of grow together as a group. But this group is going to be a little more tight-knit, and, you know, it's all about, you know, overcoming things that you want to overcome or if you want to get better at something. And it's just – it's super cool to have a bunch of people come together, and it's going to be – it's going to be intense. You know, we kind of talked about the nature of it. We had a meeting. And uh, it's going to be, whew. I don't know, man. My my initial thoughts were very nervous because I know for me, I want to grow. But, you know, when when you talk about wanting to grow, you already know, I've already experienced this, is you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to make, you know, you're going to have to have the hard talks, you know, and all these things that, you know, that have molded me into who I am now. But it's funny because no matter how far along you get into your walk or like, you know, your, your maturity, you know, you, there's always those times where you feel that resistance because that, that discomfort, you know, discomfort, you know, discomfort is not a good feeling. Yeah. Um, and you have to overcome that. Exactly. So you, you have to, it feels like no matter how long or how far along you go or, you know, how far, I'm saying the same thing over and over. How far you are in your walk, whenever you hit that that next level of wanting to grow, there's always that discomfort, no matter what it is, and uh, that's that can be hard to overcome. So I'm excited, but also nervous. Um, I'm very excited for uh, just our media. Um, you know, picking up intern Clint. Uh, you know, he's been he's been just man, very. I guess I want to say inspiring. You know, he he's got a lot of passion for this. And I know it's kind of ignited me a little bit, and uh, just oof, I'm ready to hit the ground running and just make things better. You know, I'm hoping that you guys as an audience can tell, you know, in the coming weeks, months, you know, that you know we're getting better with quality and all these things, because you know that's what kind of what we're striving for right now, and that's just very exciting, you know, to get goals set up um, and reach them, you know, and strive for them. So that's exciting. Um, 
as far as what's been on my mind, um, I personally struggle with this, with not, not the idea, I struggle with, with the feeling of apathy. Um, and I think it comes from a past of just burying feelings. Um, so when I get into, you know, life mode of, you know, like, do, 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 you know, trying to do one thing after the other, I think my mind tends to just kind of shut, like, my feelings off, or at least tries to. Mm. And so then I kind of go through everything and I seem sad, or I just seem like shut off, or I seem off, mm. you know, and it's very easy to tell. So I have to be very conscious of that. And I kind of, I kind of felt that earlier today, you know, um, waking up and, you know, and I, I always go through this weird period of waking up, you know, this, I'm not, I'm not good at waking up. It takes me a little bit, but, um, you know, once that wears off, I'm usually like, all right, let's do it. You know? And I was just like, I don't know. I just wasn't there today. I was like, huh, <laughs> you know, shrug. Um, and it's just not a good place to be because it kind of feels like, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, God, you know, when someone is lukewarm, he spits them out, you know, and, you know, in my opinion, apathy is kind of like being lukewarm, like you're just kind of stuck in the middle, you know, not wanting to feel anything. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so yeah, man, just trying to, just really trying to push through that and, and still be a joy bringer. That's something that you've mentioned a couple, you know, here and there is being a joy bringer. And I know for me, like that is such a huge thing because I know that if it wasn't for all, you know, all the, all you guys being joy bringers when I was first coming around, I don't know if I'd be here and I don't know if I'd be a Christian even, who knows, you know, so props to you guys for that because that's huge because um, you changed my life with it. But now it's also my responsibility to bring that joy that brought me to where I am now. Um, mm. So just wanting to fight through the ap apathy and just the apathetic feeling um, and be a joy bringer. So that's my focus. So how are you going to do that? Um, I think it's important because when I get into these apathetic places, I tend to not tell anybody about it, right? I tend to mm -hmm. just kind of sit in it and like, and then I'm like, what's wrong with me in my head? I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening. I just don't feel anything, you know? And, and then people are like, what's wrong? I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I think it's very important for me to, to talk about it. Um, it's very easy for me to just kind of slip back and, and be here, but not be here. And, um, I don't want that. I want to... I want to be able to be like, hey guys, kind of like what I did today. You know, like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. You know, please pray for it. And, uh, you know, because I feel like even that's a great step. And even in, in that kind of step taken, I felt like a relief in a way because I knew I was being faithful. Mm. And that's good. So, yeah, that was cool. I Didn't think, catch it. exactly. So I think I want to, I want to strive to be able to, to, to see things and actually act on it, right? Mm. You know, and not, or, or counteract per se you know, counteract those kind of things because it's not healthy and I don't want to fall into that. And I just want to, it all goes back to how real everything is and how, and I used to put it this way is how ridiculous are you willing to look or how ridiculous are you, are you willing to be to grow or be closer to God, you know? And so in those moments, like, you know, you got that man pride. It's like, Oh, don't want to talk about my feelings to people, you know, and that yeah. can overcome you sometimes. And then before you Absolutely. know it, you find yourself in a weird, you know, you find yourself in a weird place where you're not talking, you're doing all these, you know, things that you're not, it's not who you are. So, um, just taking steps, you know, being willing, willing to be ridiculous, no matter what it is. Like, you know, for an example, like I used to say, I'm going on a ramp. A tangent, no, you're I'm good. Sorry, so. No, so I'm <laughs> um, just closing so I have enough juice for our question. <laughs> um, I, 
I used to say in my car every day, and it's it's kind of convicting that I don't anymore, or at least not as often as I used to say. Like I, I've already won, and mm-hmm. what I meant by that it was like you know you know Jesus died for me, you know He's taken my sin. I'm a high priest. I'm a co-heir in Christ. Um, I've already won. You know I know how the story ends, and I'm a part of it. You know so I should be joyful, and it used to help. And so just stuff like that, like like how ridiculous are you willing to be, you know to to stay faithful. So, um, yeah, I guess asking the question, you know, how you get to do that, um, man, just dive in. You know, I get real, I get real tired of myself when I, when I say like, yeah, let's do it. And then like, it's just like, huh, you know, and, and then that fear comes in and fear, you know, puts a block up in front of you and you can't get around it. Like, I'm just willing, I just want to be able to smash through that stuff. Yeah. You know, in order to do that, you just have to do it. That's how I feel. Like, you know, talk about where you're at, you know, pray, you know, read, do all these things that are going to help you and then be ridiculous with it. Like, you know, I'll, I'll never forget until the, till the day I die when you said, just be a maniac. And I did, and it was amazing. And I just want to get back to that. You know, it's weird that I've, I've struggled getting back to that because I know I've talked about it before in here and it's still not there, right? So I think that's good for people to hear, though, because... I had a talk this week with someone, you know, life is not that clean always. Yeah. A lot of times we share stuff like struggles. I think we talked about this a lot, right? Uh, struggles or whatever. Yeah. And then you, we have this sense of like, well, now that I've said it, I need to be over it. <clears throat> I don't think that's realistic. I think that life is part of the journey. So I think it's good for people to hear you say, you know what, I'm still working on this. And maybe, you know, hopefully, and we have faith that someday you're going to be like, hey, this is something that I kind of figured out and here's yeah. how I did it. So it's good. I'm kind of on the opposite end, so maybe this is good. We didn't talk about this. I feel like I have been bombarded with emotions mm-hmm. for the last, really, almost exactly seven days, or like a week. Yeah. Because um, I remember when it kind of kick-started with sort of a, a ordeal that happened last week. Yeah. yeah um, you remember that. And actually, it would be two weeks ago. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that I've been... And I didn't realize that, that I've been bombarded. I kind of shared a little with you earlier that I had a moment last night where I just felt so, not out of control in my actions, but in my mind and my heart. And I felt so unsettled and I felt fear and confusion and all these other things. And they were just screaming at me and, you know, and praying and thinking through it. I had this moment of, wait a minute, this isn't me. I had this surreal moment of recognizing these thoughts and these lies that had creeped into my mind that was not me. Um, you know, we have an enemy. Uh, I've said it this way before. We kind of have two. We have a traitor outside, and that's the enemy. And we have a traitor within, and that's our flesh. And both of them, the traitor within tries to open the door for the traitor without and get us to, you know, turn our back on God or walk away or be just miserable. Sometimes right. just miserable. And um, that's kind of where I, where I was. And I had this cool moment of, you know, I didn't have this weird vision or anything, but looking back on it, like Jesus coming to me and saying, hey, I'm right here. And in the midst of that, recognizing those lies and taking control again, taking captive my thoughts, as scripture says, and then today kind of living out of that. Yeah. And um, I want to be there again. I don't want to be, because I get the the allure or the temptation of apathy, because at least then you're not overwhelmed with emotion. Mm. You know, is it in your own mind, if you had to choose between apathetic or anxious, which do you choose? Typically, you're going to pick apathetic, right? Apathetic, right? yeah. And I get that because 
being anxious and overwhelmed and stressed and you know out of control in your heart and mind is a terrifying feeling. Absolutely. And it makes you, you know, nervous and scared. So that's kind of where I was at. And in the midst of that, I mean, it was surreal. I, I was, I kept saying to myself, uh, you know, I told a friend, like, I got to find myself. I know it sounds so dramatic, but that's what it felt like. How are you doing? I don't, I, I'm fine. I just got to find myself. Because it wasn't feeling like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so today has been better than that. Um, I'm really not obsessed. I'm trying to think of another word. Driven, motivated lately to... You know, there's a phrase I read a book. I believe it was in actually again Wild at Heart. I've referenced that several times. He talks about knowing your name, mm-hmm. and knowing your name is a deep thought. You know, who am I? I know who I am, and nothing or no one is going to change who I know myself to be. And I, uh, I, you know, there's a peace that comes with that. That even when hard times come, I think when you think about people in life who can stay collected during really hard times and it's because they know their name they know who they are so the circumstances can change but their identity and worth and value and and who they are who am i um they stay the same and there's yeah. peace in that so for me that's something i'm wrestling with because uh people can't right, i'll confess i can be guilted really easily mm-hmm. you probably know this you know people because i want to do the right thing and right. so um, i'm one of those guys you know I don't always know when sometimes you tell me, but when someone tells me, I, I I know that I'm only controlling myself. Right. So it's really easy for me to blame any situation on myself because I always, there's always something I could have done better. Yeah. But in doing that, sometimes you let if people know that they can take advantage of you because they can they say okay, AJ or Todd, I know that they're gonna blame themselves anyway, so I'll just push, shift all of it on them. That's right. I acted this way because you did this, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh shoot. So uh, that's part of it too, because if you allow people to do that to you, it's really easy to lose your name and forget who you are. Oh yeah, get trapped in this weird guilt complex yeah. constantly. And then who do you become? You know. Mm-hmm. And then I feel guilty for who I am sometimes. Um, so it's all part of that, you know. I don't want to make people uncomfortable, or um, you know, this is really real. People are like, "Oh, you're intimidating." I'm like, "I'm the goofiest guy," but because that's in my head. Mm-hmm. I'll change who I am and then it's funny because when you're not being true to yourself you don't feel good either nope so it's kind of where I'm at and then the so that's today's been good and I thank God for that um, however the other thing is I'm still sick which is so frustrating but I, I finally broke down and took these antibiotics today so <laughs> I pray that uh, I don't get any weird side effects today. for real but other than that pretty good exciting like you said a lot of exciting stuff happening around here oh yeah Absolutely. We kind of had a lull for a while, and I feel like we're kind of shooting back up. Yeah, man. It's a, it, overall, it's just an exciting time. You know, we, as a church, you know, we, we're on a crazy journey, you know, and, you know, being a part of it now for three years, probably close to four, which is weird. <laughs> um, what a surreal thing. Like, mm. just the... Not culmination, that's a bad word, but the progression, there we go. The progression of just everything, you know, the timeline, just seeing it all, and wow, it's it's special to be a part of, you know, and oh man, I'm blessed by it, you know, and I probably take it for granted way too much, but um, in this moment, I go, wow. Mm. So. Well, ironically, our first question today kind of ties with emotions and stuff. Oh, Nice. 
So it says, um, our first anonymous question today, in regards to leadership, I've been trying to grow toward what God has called me to do, and sometimes this leadership requires me confronting others that I'm trying to lead. How do you keep people's negative comments from affecting your personal feelings? <laughs> Ironically, just kind of touched on that. Mm -hmm. um, I hate the fact that I'm going to have to blow my nose again on camera. <laughs> like, hey, you know what? Hey, you already mentioned that you were sick, so it's okay. Yeah, I did warn him ahead of time. It's true. All right, so, yeah. um... So sorry. <clears throat> I feel like le leadership's a very interesting thing, man. Um, something that I'm trying to get better at. Something that um, I have a lot of room to grow in because I know how uncomfortable leadership is. And like I said, like I said, I can battle with c being comfortable because of you know it's hard to to jump out of that that box, that safe space. Um, so if, if you're trying to lead people, and you know, I guess. A lot of it's about perspective. I think you have to ask yourself, what is this negativity? Is it actual negativity? Um, I don't know the context, so there can be times when if you're if you're on a, an emotional high and you're you know that you're riding that roller coaster of emotions and you can't you don't really have a hold on it. Um, I think even something that's just feedback, even if it's just feedback, I, I don't know, man. I don't know the context, so someone might even make a suggestion and you might take it as negative when maybe it's not. Um, so I think that's step one. See where you're at personally. Hmm. Is it? Is it? Are you? Are you acting out of emotionally? Because I know you mentioned emotions. So if you are, try to reassess the situation. Um, if you feel good about it and you still think it's negative, um, I think a, an important part of that is going to them and letting them know that. You know, I feel like a lot of the time in leadership we think we can't really talk to anybody. Like 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 we can't. It's true. We can't go to somebody and go like, hey, like. You know, this this upset me because I think a lot of people think leadership is just taking blow after blow after blow. Ooh, that's good. And not like not even letting any like not letting anybody know about it. Like you're just you're just getting beat up and, and you're just like, Oh, I'll just keep taking it, you know. Um, and I don't think that's it, you know. I think, you know, I'm sure there's parts of it that are similar to that, but like, you know, it's okay to go to people still. You know, you you're human. At the end of the day, you're human, you know. You feel things, um, and despite the fact that you know you're carrying a weight that maybe this person's not, it's you know, if anything, you're showing a great example of how to live life, and and to me that is leadership to mm. go to them and say, hey, you know, um, this negativity is kind of bothering me, or you know, maybe even ask them like like why are you feeling this way, you know, just kind of dig more, you know, ask questions, truly love people because that's love, you know, not just holding that anger in and then it becomes bitterness and then before you know it you're pulling away from that person you know and you may not even notice it but you might naturally pull away from them because you are you're just taking those blows repeatedly and then you're like oh I guess I'll just naturally distance myself like mm. I feel like that's probably our humanness honestly like oh ow <laughs> run away <laughs> um so yeah just be honest with yourself and you know think about okay is it real is, is it true negativity and if it is go to them don't you know get you know get out of that safe space that's leadership so um yeah that's what i got for that it's good uh i think first of all i really think people need to all of us need to remember what leadership is everybody wants it but jesus says those who want to be great among you must be a servant to all yep and you know he constantly gave examples of leadership when he washed feet when he served his entire life was serving so you're going to it's, it's hard. So you are dealing with confronting people. Um, yeah. 
not because you're telling them what to do, because you're trying to love them and serve them. And mm-hmm. I viewed it as the negative comments being them attacking you, yeah. them questioning you, them. You know, one of the things we've learned at our church is like, for instance, when people leave, one mm-hmm. of the biggest things I tell people, you know, if you're ever going to be in church leadership or ministry at a church, when people leave, very rarely do they leave in a good way. Mm-hmm. They always have to justify to themselves why they're leaving many times. And that includes trashing you, trashing your church, trashing whatever. That's just how mm-hmm. people are. Um, and it's insecurity based. So I would say the biggest thing, how do you not let it? You have to realize one, you're serving them. So if you realize that you're going to give to them and not worried about what they give to you, it makes it easier to not walk away affected by what they say. That's good. And then two, um, is what we said earlier, knowing your name and knowing that who you are is mm-hmm. not dependent on what they think. Now, that's yep. easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. But that's a reminder, you know, and sometimes you just got to deal with that. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, and the other thing I'd say is take heart because you're in good company. Uh, Paul, Jesus was attacked constantly. Paul was attacked. David was anybody who led gets attacked right. by the people they're trying to serve and love sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, enjoy the ones. A friend of mine always says, enjoy the real ones. And what he means by that is appreciate the people who get it. Yeah. And... Um, the people that don't, they're the ones that are going to usually be attacking, usually, yeah, or being negative. So that's good. Just my thoughts. Ah, I turned British there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. I've... Great question, by the way. Whoever asked that, I'm gonna hope. I hope you watch this and you can, you know, take something from it. So, thank you. Um, trying to pick one here. We got, like I said, we got some good ones. Yeah. Um, we're going to clearly will answer them all, but all right, well, let's go to, um, sorry, folks. Should, this is not scripted. <laughs> nope. Never. <laughs> what are some creative ways we can invite people into the church? Hmm. Let's see, man. Outreach is such an important thing in getting people, you know, we talk about, we use the whole icing analogy, you know, you know, we want to give people enough icing to take a bite into the cake and the cake is, you know, Jesus. Um, so when I think of creative ways to bring people to the church, you know, we think of, you know, events, you know, I know we did a region show, you know, that's going to come back here in the hopeful near future, you know, doing, you know, bringing things to people where they can feel safe, you know, um, and it can be laid back enough to people who don't believe or like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with going to this, you know, so like music, um, let's see. That's a good idea. Yeah, music, you know, I think of, you know, um, we've talked about outreach in the sense of like, even like a bar ministry, you know, going to places that people wouldn't expect, you know, Christians to go, um, Let's see what else I'm trying to think. Um, but being honest about why you're there, you know, and, oh, and taking other, that's one thing we, you know, you got to be smart too. I mm-hmm. had a guy one time like, God's called me to work at the strip club. And I'm like, dude, I don't think God's called you to do that. Mm. Um, going there, you know, outside and people do that's cool. But like, I knew this guy and he was just justifying, ah. you know, but I know what you meant. I'm saying it for them. Like, sure. absolutely. Where would Jesus go? I think he would go there. We take a crew and we go these places and, and mm-hmm. live life with people there. And Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, social media, 
Uh, you know, we do we do real talk, and we're very active on Facebook. You know, we try to get, reach people that way. Um, just whatever we can get our fingers on to show people Jesus. Um, and I think I can even, I don't know. Music means a lot to me. That's one of the biggest things in life for me. So music's huge. You know, I, 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 I was kind of brought up in a very, you know, rough music scene. Um, and it'd be so cool to one day go back and just, you know, be like, hey, you know, here I am, and if people think I'm still cool, <laughs> you know, I could tell them why. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. I think go into the go. Don't be afraid to go to the dark places to bring light. And, That's right. Um, go where the people are, and then show them that you're just a person. Yep. A lot of times they don't realize that they think we, you know, we're pretending to be perfect. Like, listen, I am not nope. anything. He is. Um. Maybe stop focusing so much on Christian activities, like making them Christian activities, and focus more on the act, just doing things and, and doing the activities. And in that, Christians are there and inviting people, right? Mm. So why, if we were to put a show out, why would we do a show that just says, Christian show, instead of saying, yeah, for instance, free music event, come hang out, and then mm -hmm. there's a bunch of Christians there. That's right. You know, because that's the where the people are. Um, I, like I think the use of social media is a big deal, but I think it's more than just hitting share because it's said other creative ideas. Right. I think, um, hmm. uh, man, there's all kinds of things. Video games. Um, mm. I know people play those together. Uh, sports. Yes. When you're playing sports, um, movies, you know, one of the things we want to do is we want to start doing some creative movies. People don't realize, like actual mm -hmm. use of which we will be coming out with. I know we've said it. It's We want to do quality one, which is why we haven't just thrown stuff out. Sure, yeah. Um, but we're, we're excited about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just maybe not being so stuck. I know this is really popular to say stuck in the box and just take the light in the dark places. And then here's a, this is not necessarily creative, but people don't do it. Just ask people, hey man, you ought to come check our church out. Don't make it weird. Like, good sir, you should come check a thought church out. The Lord is there. You know, like sometimes we go and think we have to say it a certain way instead of just being yeah. like, hey, dude, you should come to my church. It's awesome. Yeah. Like we eat and play basketball after. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's it. And then boom. Like it, they may say no, but it's like you can't be afraid of people saying no. Yep, and that's planting, that, that's attempting to plant seeds. I think, yeah, people think it has to be done a certain way, and it really doesn't, you know. It talks about Paul saying, you know, be all things, you know, for the good of God, you know, to bring people in. And it's like, Let's do it, you know. I think that's that's big evidence that it doesn't have to look a certain way. So, um, cool. I hope that answered their questions. Um, yeah. Great question, by the way. These are these are all great questions. I love it. All right. Um, next one, maybe one more. Yeah. I feel like your energy levels down. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're in question mode. You want a deep one? Well, they're both deep. You want a deep or deeper? Oh, boy. Um, let's go deeper. The American Christian Church appears to be full of many individuals that treat Sunday as a social club and then resume life the other six days of the week. Is the church doing something wrong in communicating its message? Where individuals are confused about the purpose of Christianity, or is it a byproduct of this fallen world? I think it's a combination of all. Um, was it? 
last week or the week before, we had Real Talk Live. This has stuck with me so much. Um, and there's there's this group, they're called Barna. They do a bunch of surveys for, you know, American church, and they, you know, ask all these questions. And one of the uh, questions they asked was asking people what if they knew what the Great Commission was and then have them explain it. And only, I think it was 18% said yes and explained it while 82% either straight up said no, I'm not sure, or yes, but I couldn't really, I couldn't explain it to you. Um, and I was just blown away. I was like, wow. Um, hmm. So in a way, yeah, I think the church or the capital C, you know, there's a, there's a possibility that, you know, our message just isn't, isn't getting through somehow, you know, um, because the Great Commission, like, that's, that's the mission, right? Like, hey, go tell people about Jesus. Spread the truth to all nations, you know, and people don't, if, if 82% of churchgoers are not necessarily sure of what that mission is, then what are we doing? Um, so I think... I think that's part of what this person's saying, right? Clearly something's wrong. Yes, I definitely think something's wrong, and, and I think that's part of Church of the Capital C. Um, people, you know, we're all sinful, um, you know, at this point we're so far away from God, um, you know, the creation has walked away from its creator and the gap is so big that I think, you know, there's this natural, it's very interesting since, since it's, we're born with it, I think there's this natural sense of like, you know, I do what I want. Um, and that really, that's hard for people to give up. So I think that, that, that comes with the brokenness of what the, what the world we live in right now, especially today, like today is it's real bad. Um, you do you essentially. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, I think that that definitely is part of it. Um, what was there's a third there's a third part. It was the church, and then there was people. I don't remember what the third part was, but um, I mean it was all the same question. Yeah. Um, I think that a big part of it is we don't tell the whole gospel. Mm. Okay. So for instance, the gospel is not just Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. That's not just the gospel. Yeah. Because you don't need a savior in that it, what I just told right. you. Right. It just says hey, you the, the gospel is you are we are sinners, we are broken and uh, we need to be saved and that we are going to have to die to ourselves. There's a reason that the Bible in the New Testament over and over starts with Jesus, Paul says it too. Paul says we are dead to sin. Live in Christ. Jesus said, "Crucify your flesh." Um, die to self. All these things involve this powerful baptism. Let me give you the idea of water baptism. This will tell you exactly the problem here. When you go in that water, that's your dead. Everything that's happened before, who you were is gone. Your old ways of living, it's over. When you come back up, you are a new creation. And that new creation means everything has changed. So we don't want to tell people the hard things. See, I mean, you know, this is the way I look at it. A lot of times Christianity is viewed as, um, man, I don't even know how to put it. It's it's a decoration. That's what I yes. said last week, right? It's something you go once a week. And that way when people say, what church do you go to? Because here in, in the mid- Middle East, <laughs> in uh, the Midwest of America, it's it's still socially, especially up here in northern Indiana, it's still socially acceptable, um, even beneficial to be associated with a church. Right. Socially. Right. Oh, I go to this church. But it doesn't involve any change. There's no death to self. The what Christianity really is is it's it's a life. So 
to me, you know, everything that I am, I always have this picture of almost like a funnel. Everything that I am, it goes down into this, is like a stream of water, okay? Mm-hmm. Normally we just fall through it. This is who we are. Christianity is like a, is, is a complete change. Everything that we are is funneled through the fact that we are Christ. I am a husband, but I am a Christian, I'm a Christian husband. I am, you know, I am, I work, I'm a CEO, but I'm a follower of Christ. Everything we do flows out of the fact that we're Christian and people don't want, they don't understand that. And that's, and honestly, I think it's a big, it's leadership. Leadership doesn't want to do hard things. The Christian, the American Christian church for the most part, and I get it. We don't want to do the things the scripture says. We don't want to practice church discipline, even though we kind of talked about this last week, like not in the negative way. We don't want to tell people, um, we tend to err on one of two sides. One is we go too far and like cast them out for whatever and make people hide. And the other side is we don't call them out for anything. We don't say what you're doing isn't right. We don't make them look in the mirror and face the reality like the rich young ruler did where Jesus says to them, okay, you have all these good things, but I'm asking you to give up this. We don't want to make people, we want people, we want to make it easier for people to sit in the pews. Mm. So people don't want to hear tough things. Right. And so I think that overall, that's a big part of it. Um, I'm looking at the question again. So, uh, is the church doing something wrong? Communicates message. Yes, I think there is a, a, a miscommunication on what the gospel is. That's good, man. It's not just that Jesus loves you. Uh, it is also that um, you have to die, that everything about this world is almost opposite of the kingdom of God, and that it's going to involve change and it's going to involve sacrifice. I will say this very plainly. If you're following Jesus and have never had to sacrifice anything, whether that's a momentary pleasure, whether that is reputation, whether that is not being one of the cool, then you, Jesus himself says, count the cost. Mm-hmm. No man builds a house without knowing how much it's going to cost. And he applies that same principle to Christianity. Don't even act like you're going to follow me until you understand what it means. And I think that's part of it. So in a way, we're letting people leave without knowing the, the cost. So they think they're okay because they know who Jesus is. We think it's enough to tell people who Jesus is. We need to make them understand that knowing who Jesus is and him knowing you are different. Man. Okay? So knowing Jesus, everybody you know knows Jesus, said the demons in hell tremble at his name. Right. But acknowledging him as Lord and Savior is different. He is Lord of my life. I go his way. Right? Does that make yeah. sense? Yep. I'm with Intern you. Clint, that makes sense? He says yes. Okay. So uh, I think that's part of it. And then like you said, there's one little, um, he says, yeah. It, so do we think that is, we are confusing people about the purpose of Christianity. There is no, in my opinion, I think even the way he said it, I think it's very clever, this person. Christianity is not a purpose. Christianity is life. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. It has to be, it's all or nothing. Jesus draws a line in the sand. It is all or nothing. It's not half and half. And the, he also said, "Is it a byproduct of our fallen world?" I definitely think they'll never. The church will never be perfect because yeah. it's we are still fallen. Absolutely. Um, but I think the message can be perfect even if we're not. We just got to make sure to do it. Does that make sense? Hell yeah! That's, I know it's one of those times we kind of wish we were all having a dialogue. Hopefully that helped you guys. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. You that you, was, you are out of it today, dude. I'm just. I love when you speak, man. You're probably the only one, but <laughs> I, you just you make Intern things. Be fun. You make, oh man, you just 
you're different, man. You're different. And the reason <laughs> the reason why you're different is because you are willing to say those things. And I know for me, like I don't I don't know if I'd be willing to say it, tell it to people, you know, where, where I'm at currently and like I think just, you live it, dude. It's inspiring though. I like, think you live it. Thank you. To encourage you. So it doesn't matter if you can't yeah. always put in the right words, like yeah. I know you know it because you've seen the cost. Right? Yeah. So there's a lot of people I know. Real recognizes real. Mm. I know I had a professor in college, just to encourage you, he said, um, one th- well, he said one thing, and I can't add something to it, and he's talking, when God breaks you, you always walk with a limp, and he used the story of wrestling with, uh, I believe, Jacob, the angel, and he walks away with a limp, it's, it's in the Old Testament, but anyway, I might be wrong with you, but I think, but same with us and God, right, when, when we wrestle with God, and we really come to grips with who we are, when God breaks us, we always walk with a limp, and here's the thing, real recognizes real, broken mm. recognizes broken. Mm. And I can see a guy with a limp, which tells me he's wrestled with God, and that's, and that's real. And yeah. uh, God, um, so you're living it, man. And like, it's the people out there that there's. If there's no transformation in your life, you've got to ask yourself, do I know him? Mm. Doesn't mean perfection, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is there yeah. any transformation in your life? Because so there's good. not an example of anybody coming to know Jesus that there wasn't a change. You're right. So, encourage you, dude. You're living it, and people are responding to that. So. Hey, we all got a part of the body. I'm just a big mouth. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, I don't know. I think that's about it. You got anything? Um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much. Um, <laughs> he kind of said earlier, this was more like a, just like a dive-in episode. We weren't like super like, um, So uh, I hope you guys appreciate it still because, you know, these were such good questions today, and we just kind of went right in, you know. And this is kind of um, – this is just kind of how it goes. Like this is how our conversations are, you know, when – when we get on a roll, even when the camera's off, like this is how our, this is how it is, um, and you know when we really decide to dig in. So I hope you guys appreciate it. You know us just kind of opening up to it and just allowing you guys to just kind of be a part of it. I hope you guys um, decide to you know leave your thoughts. Um, you know I promise we look at them. Um, so please feel free to leave a comment. Well, and other people look at them too, so that's the good. Thing. Absolutely, yeah. You guys are part of this ministry, so leave a comment, share some thoughts. Uh, and we'll, we'll interact with it. Um, other than that, I just appreciate you guys so much. You know, like I said, you know, episode 44, how crazy. We're getting so close to 50. So please um, continue to share and uh, so we can be a little bit of a light in the world of social media. It's great. Love it. Yeah, be a light. City on the Hill. All those things. Uh, yeah, guys, thanks so much. We appreciate it. He said it all up above. Again, you have two links, talk. You can add your questions or topics. You can definitely below, uh, like you said, what are, what are your thoughts on all this? We'd love to hear your thoughts on any of the questions we've answered, or right. maybe you can relate to kind of where we're at with emotions and apathy and all that. We would love to hear it. Uh, we hope to see you next week when we film episode 45, right? Five. We should see episode 45. That's a big one. And then remember that this Thursday, uh, we'll be going live for Real Talk Live at 9 mm. p.m. We'd love to see you there. Other than that, like, share, all that good stuff. We hope you guys have a great day, and truly, God bless you.